Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Stories of Personal Podcast. And welcome to another episode of Stories of Parts of Motion. I am Aaron Frazita, the Mission Trip Director of Parts of Motion. And with me this week are Jamie and Nancy. Jamie and Nancy, thank you so much for being with me this week. Thanks for having us, Aaron. Glad y'all are with me. Um, so you all are our co-directors of our therapy program. And um, I thought we might spend just a little bit of time talking about um, how you became involved with Hearts of Motion and then kind of what it is that you all do and the exciting things that you guys have going on um, with the therapy team. So um, why don't we start, Nancy, do you want to share a little bit of kind of how you got involved, how did you first get involved with Hearts of Motion and, um, and kind of what motivated you to do so? Sure. Um, I met Karen at a church uh, presentation back in around 1991. And she tried to talk me into coming down to Guatemala at that point, but my husband was off with a work injury and I still had a child in a crib. So I helped her in the States for several years until she convinced me to go down in 2002. Um, was Went down, was going to be a one-time deal. And by the, about the fourth day, I was talking about the when I came back. So I went down as a volunteer uh, first one time a year and then multiple times a year until 2011 when my husband and I moved down there for uh, several years on a nine month as, as employees as a uh, nine month out of the year basis. Awesome. And I've been doing that pretty much ever since. <laughs> Fantastic. Jamie, what about you? Yeah, sure. So I started going to Guatemala with Hearts in Motion in 2011, which was the first time I met Nancy. Um, I was a third year student at the at Arcadia University with their um, physical therapy program. And similar to Nancy, it was one of those things that, you know, Arcadia really pushed doing international trips and really giving back and service work. And I'd always really been interested in doing so. So I was like, this is a great experience. Let's go down, see what they're doing. And within the first few days, I knew that Guatemala would be a place that would be special in my heart for the rest of my life. And I knew I wanted to continue to explore avenues of helping. Um, and obviously Hearts in Motion was a big part of that decision. So, um, you know, I graduated, life started to get in the way, but shortly after I started to come back down um, every year, every other year for the trips with Arcadia, leading their groups as their physical therapy sort of clinical instructor. And then was asked to join the board um, in February of 2020 for Hearts in Motion. And then recently asked to join as the co-director to help Nancy continue to, to grow this amazing program that she created and that we really um, have been able to do some amazing things. So it's always been a thing for me and I'm grateful that I'm able to continue to do so. Yeah. Well, we're, we're so excited to have both of you guys as part of things. Nancy, um, if you want to just share a little bit maybe for those who don't know, um, how has the therapy program grown throughout the years down in Guatemala? Uh, it's grown tremendously. And 2002, I was the only PT that came down. In fact, I was the first PT that came down. Uh, we had no clinics. Uh, I worked on a picnic bench in outside the Central Day Salud, the public health department, uh, during an orthopedic surgery trip. And um, at that time, we were looking for land. In 2003, we, we broke ground and opened up our first PT clinic in 2005, uh, which was followed up by a second clinic in 2011 and a third in 2015. So we now have three freestanding physical therapy, occupational therapy clinics, 
uh, strategically placed throughout the Department of Zacapa, the state of Zacapa, as well as hosting uh, groups of therapists and therapy students from the states uh, that pre-pandemically we were up to about 20 trips a year. So at this point, we're seeing um, in the neighborhood of about 5,000 patient visits per year between awesome. the clinics and pop-up clinics. That's awesome. That's awesome. And um, and the patients who come in, do they have to pay anything? No, every, everything is done on a donation basis We um, in our clinics. Um, if patients can make a small donation, we appreciate it. If they can't make a donation, we don't turn them away. So. Uh, one of the nice things is that we're also able to give them the supportive equipment that they need um, to the best of our ability. So if they come in and need crutches or a walker or a cane, again, we we can give it to them. We, again, ask for a small donation to help with defray the costs of uh, sending it to Guatemala. But nobody has ever turned away. Just today, um, I got a message that a woman had been in a motorcycle accident and had, quote, broken everything, was the quote I got. <laughs> um, to, it sounds like she broke her right arm and her right femur and possibly lower legs. So we made a couple of phone calls and we'll be able to give her a wheelchair with an elevating leg rest tomorrow um, at no cost and hope, hopefully a bedside commode too if she needs one. That's awesome. That's awesome. And speaking of equipment, uh, Jamie, you officially made me not the newest member of Hearts of Motion, which, you know, is exciting for me. You're, you're the new guy, I guess, our new gal. Uh, but what um, I know one of the things you all do is to collect uh, equipment. Um, do you mind kind of sharing about the types of things that people can donate, but then also um, the big container project that you all are working on? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we have people reach out to us uh, routinely about equipment that they may have, whether it was theirs or family members or our friends that they would love to donate to the organization. And, you know, based off of pictures and our ability to look at the equipment, we take the best available equipment that we can and have it stored in our warehouse in Indiana. Um, and then after it's looked over and made sure that it's appropriate, it's something that we need because obviously we don't want to be sending down things that aren't necessary to the country. That's just wasteful on both ends. Um, we keep it nice and safe and stored away until we have a container that we can send it down on. Um, historically, we have relied on the general containers that we ship from um, Indiana to Guatemala. So on a big container, we may get a little tiny section of a therapy equipment because we have so many things to send down um, mm -hmm. to the country. And so one of the things that really got me thinking when I came onto staff was because, you know, in my multiple trips of coming down, I've seen the need for the equipment down there. And I've seen the fact that we have some of it, but I always feel like we just don't have enough for what we need. And it's not because we don't have it back in the States. It's just, we haven't been able to get so much of it down in one chunk of time. Mm -hmm. You know, so anytime we send three or four wheelchairs, they're already taken within like the first day because we have a running list of people who need them. Mm -hmm. Um, so one of the projects I really wanted to head up was trying to fundraise money to ship an entire container of just therapy and medical supplies. So you're talking any sort of walkers, wheelchairs, crutches, commodes, you know, hospital beds, medical equipment that can help diagnose, help treat patients that really need it. Um, you know, that was the big push because I wanted to just have plenty of it to our disposal so that we didn't have to make people wait if we didn't have to. Um, so we created this fundraiser that we started. Um, the goal is to raise the $15,000 by the end of July, which will send over $250,000 worth of equipment down to the country of Guatemala. 
Um, thus far, we're a little over a third of the way there. So we're really hoping that we can get to that $15,000 mark so we can send down this much needed equipment um, that we have. Yeah, and people can donate to that if they go on our website. Um, there's a little uh, logo right when you first go in um, and uh, they can click right on it and donate uh, through Network for Good right to that project. So uh, yeah, it's it's an amazing project, and and I know the need is great. Uh, like you said, I feel like every time I see a wheelchair down there, it's gone within like thirty seconds. Um, so uh, it's it's definitely an, an amazing program to be a part of. Um, Nancy, I know you kind of manage the bodega there, the warehouse in Indiana. Um, two things: one is if folks have stuff, what's the best way to get it there? Um, and then two is, you know, kind of what are the high, hot items or the things that you really see the most need for um, in our warehouse? We always have a need for walkers, wheelchairs, crutches, canes, um, knee immobilizers and, and things like the neoprene knee braces that people tend to use when they have arthritis. Um, really any kind of um, bracing, uh, ankle braces, sl shoulder slings, wrist supports for carpal tunnel. Uh, they can, anything can be either if they're in the area, they can drop it off at our store uh, between nine and three Monday through Saturday, or they can ship it to us via UPS or FedEx. Uh, the address is on the website, but it's 2210 US Route 41, Cherville, Indiana, 46375. And it's helpful if they mark donate, you know, hearts in motion, donation, um, to my attention. That way we're sure it gets to the bodega and doesn't sit somewhere on a shelf somewhere for a couple months. Yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, um, I mean, I think the therapy program is so vital to what goes on down in Guatemala. And a lot of that is is due to both of you and, and your impact um, that you've had down there. As you think about your time um, with Hearts in Motion, um, and Jamie, I'll, I'll kind of start with you and then Nancy, if you want to chime in as well. But is there one or two stories, uh, and they could be success success stories or stories that have broken your heart even, um, that have kind of stuck with you um, and had a big impact on you and left an imprint upon your heart um, from your time serving in Guatemala? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think um, I can give you two. One is a heartbreak story, and it doesn't necessarily have to do strictly with the therapy program. It was actually on my very first trip um, to Guatemala. I was in one of the pop-up clinics out in the mountains with Karen herself. And, you know, we were, the PTs were out doing our thing. And all of a sudden she comes in and she's like, there's a baby who really doesn't look well. We really need to help this child now. Um, and I can't figure out a way to convince the mom to let us like to come with us. Um, I want, she's like, I went to the house. She has six, seven other kids there. No one can, the dad's out working. No one can watch them. And, you know, Karen being who Karen was, she convinced somebody from the town to really watch her, this woman's kids. And the woman agreed to doing it. Um, and in the process of Karen being in the house, she said she noticed probably about 10 little tiny crosses in this woman's backyard, indicating that she probably lost several of her children. Um, and I just vividly remember um, being on the bus back, going back to the hospital and just watching this mom holding this barely breathing baby. Um, and I'm like, this baby's not going to make it. This baby's going to die on this bus. And how am I, how will I ever like think through this? Um, not even to mention the fact that this woman's probably doing this for the 11th, 12th time, who knows, 
you know, the baby, we got the baby successfully to the hospital treatment was provided. Sadly, the baby did not make it. Um, but you know, I think for me, that story was just a, the sense of what our organization can try to help do, because I know we've had success stories where we have intervened at the right time. And the, unfortunately the child either didn't make it or they did make it. But again, like we gave that mom extra time. We gave her an opportunity that she probably never would have had it if you know, we weren't there. Um, so that was one of those heartbreaking stories for me that was like, ugh, I don't, you know, it still sticks with me today. It's a story I tell everybody. It's the story I say, like, Karen is the most amazing person I've ever met in my life. Um, because that she just selflessly does what she can do. Um, from a success standpoint, and I think it directly deals with the therapy equipment that we can bring down, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people being carried for miles into the clinic because they can't walk on their own. And, you know, and they're not small babies being carried. I'm talking like full grown humans being carried by either one person or three people so that they could receive services and maybe get something that can help them be mobile. And, you know, we provide them with a piece of equipment because we have it. And then they're being able to be wheeled out of there instead of it being a burden on their family because they can't move. Um, you know, so that I think ties directly into our idea of trying to get as much equipment as down as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Nancy, are there any stories that kind of stick out to you from throughout the years? Oh, there's, well, throughout from the years, there's probably a story every trip or every year, but um, a couple of things that kind of stick out on um, both, and luckily both were positives. One, one was very similar to Jamie's experience where we had gone up uh, a couple of therapists had gone up with a medical team to a village that had had never had any medical intervention. Um, and there were a number of women there um, that had had numerous miscarriages or stillbirths or lost children. And, and one child came in who was um, grossly malnourished. Um, and actually two, two children came in from different moms and uh, I know, uh, Physician and I went back down the the mountain in a pickup truck um, with these two children and their parents to the hospital and noticed that the one who was very malnourished um, wasn't being really seen much at the hospital. They put him in a they put him in a bed in the emergency room and and were servicing the other child, but really weren't doing anything to this. And and we realized uh, after a little bit it was because they did not think this child was going to make it. And they did not want to waste what resources they had on, on a child that they did not think was going to live. And we pushed that this child needed saline solution, needed needed an IV. Um, and not only did she live through the night and you know make it through the hospital, she actually came uh, to the nutrition center, our nutrition center in Milan, and left a healthy child uh, several months later. Um, so we we have had a number of success stories. Um, which actually is the whole basis for the nutrition center. Um, you know, Karen was out in the Wallon area in a medical clinic and saw saw a child that was seven years old and weighed 25 pounds. Um, and my daughter, high school age daughter, happened to be with her that day and came back and it affected her much significantly. Um, you know, just that this young girl was so sick because the parents did not have money for medicine. Mm -hmm. And the mayor said, if we would come and help serve the people of Wallan, he would give give us a long-term lease on property. And that's how we've been able to help hundreds and hundreds of children since then. Um, so that you know, the, the 
stories of how we've been able to help people medically and and through therapeutically over the years are too numerous to mention. Um, we had a day that we fit. I had a group from a church in the clinic with me, and we had a number of children come in that needed AFOs, ankle foot orthoses, to be able to walk, ankle braces. And we fit 10 children in one day with braces um, due to donations from the states. And uh, a good friend of mine just said, you know, this was a day of miracles because we helped 10 children walk that otherwise wouldn't have been able to walk. So um, I, I just say there's little miracles every day down there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you guys helped to uh, make those happen. So uh, that's, that's just so amazing and so awesome uh, to get to watch that as well from afar um, and see the change that you guys are making. Um, so, yeah. If, um, if somebody was listening to this and they're an individual um, therapist, or if they maybe are a group leader uh, who would be interested in bringing their, their PT students or OT students, college uh, students down, um, what's the best way to to go about them doing that? Yeah, I mean, I think the easiest way is to go directly to our website. Uh, you can either go and look at the current trips that are running. And if you're an individual that's interested in attending any of those trips, you are welcome to reach out to myself and or Nancy um, to express your interest in doing so. You can also just purely sign up, um, you know, our group is really welcoming to anyone that's willing to join. We're really looking to add new members to our team, you know, in regards to whether they be more physical therapists, therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists, whether they're practicing clinicians, if they're an organization of practicing clinicians, or if they're a university that's new and or returning, we really want to get back up to that 20 plus, you know, number post pandemic. So you know, we're really interested in having as many new faces as possible come down and help the people of Guatemala. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think um, it's, and it's one thing to always hear the stories and it's another thing to see it yourself. I think there's parts of the trip that you just can't even describe. Um, that you do your best, but words, um, you could be the the best author or words person in the world, uh, which clearly I'm not. And, uh, and the words still don't describe everything that you experienced down there. So, um, is there anything else, and it could be about you know, the the therapy program, um, or just about your time or your experiences with Hearts Emotion, um, that you would want to share with others who are listening at home? Well, I think just it, you don't have to be a therapist. Um, you know, Hearts in Motion has ways for anybody to to help, and I I don't think it. Um, if this is something that's touching your heart, but it's not the right time to travel out of the country, I don't know that, you know, that's ne necessarily a bad thing. Um, when Karen, when I first met Karen, like I said, I had a child in a crib. There was no way I was going to be able to leave the country for 10 days. Mm -hmm. um, so I helped her with various projects in the States for almost 10 years um, before going down the first time. Um, so there's there's many ways we can get people involved in the States, whether it be doing equipment drives, whether it be, you know, especially in this world where we're, everything is done so much electronically, um, remotely, contact us and, and we'll find a place for you um, un until we can get you down in Guatemala. And then once we have you in Guatemala, you'll be coming back. No, no. Um, there's there's a place for everybody. Um, I, I know this group that does some construction, builds some houses and... Uh, they're they're always looking for more people. Um, we always need if 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 the therapy program interests you, but you're not a therapist, 
we, we could really use a photographer, official photographer on a trip. Um, and it don't, you don't have to be a professional photographer, but just somebody taking pictures and, and a runner. Um, so there's all kinds of ways to get involved and it, it does change your life. Um, we're giving to them, but I think for the most part, um, the people, the volunteers get as much out of it as they do giving in different ways, but, um, but it touches their heart. It touches their hearts. Absolutely. Absolutely. The only thing I would also add to that is, you know, highlighting myself and Nancy is a great thing, but I think the growth of physical therapy and occupational therapy in Guatemala has been, you know, especially with Hutchinson has been attributed to the therapists that we have working with us in the country, right? We have three amazing PTs and OTs that work with us um, that see the patients day in and day out when we're not there helping and they are so invested in our program and they want to continue to grow the program. So, you know, I think as much good work that we do tenfold on their end. And also I think the connections that are being made on a routine basis with the other therapists within the country, that's just developing more information out there about what therapy is and how we can really help as therapists, whether we're Guatemalan therapists or we're U.S. therapists, we, we can help the people of Guatemala get better, you know, in ways that they don't know yet because they're not familiar with our craft. And, you know, the fact that we have, boot, you know, we have feet on the ground doing it day in and day out is really what's making a difference there outside of the organizations that come with us yeah. on these trips. Absolutely. Yeah. Huge, huge shout out to them. And I'm, I'm hoping that we can get them on, uh, on a podcast one day too. I know uh, we'll, we'll be translating back and forth, but I think it could be a lot of fun uh, to hear from them as well. So uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get them to join us. So they're working on their English. That's right. That's right. Um, but well, thank you all so much. Thank you for all the work you do. And um, if anybody does want to contribute to the um, container fundraiser, I'll put the link down into the description of the podcast so you can check it out there, or you can go to our website at heartsinmotion.org. Thanks again for listening to the Stories of Hearts in Motion podcast. We'll be back again soon with some more stories of hope. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Stories of Hearts in Motion podcast. Follow us on Facebook at HIM Hearts in Motion. That's him, Hearts in Motion on Instagram at Hearts in Motion, or on TikTok at Hearts in Motion 1. That's Hearts in Motion with the number 1.